You pathetic worm, you imbecile. What are you? Ah, I'm a worm, master. You're useless. What are you? Ah, I'm useless, master. You are nothing. You are scum. What are you? I'm a pleb. I'm a pleb. I'm a filthy pleb. That's right. And do you know who I am? Oh, yes, I know, Chief Whip. But you still can't come through these gates on that bike. Welcome back to Kirin Island, bronze medalist in the Island of the Year competition behind Tracy and No Man Is Anne. <laughs> Since you were last with us, the summer season has ended and the ratio of tourists to terrorists has taken an alarming dip. Our beloved Supreme Leader Smith has issued an apology for the number of apologies he's had to issue recently. <laughs> At Kirin Island Airport, body scanners have been scrapped. Now, if we want to see pictures of unsuspecting holidaymakers naked, we'll have to look in French magazines. <laughs> and Kirin Island scientists have discovered that we're on the verge of a helium shortage. The consequences of this cannot be stressed highly enough without helium. <laughs> now it's time to catch up with the latest adventures of our most famous residents, the famous five, now four. Remember, we agreed never to talk about Timmy. world's biggest famous five fan, lashings of ginger beer and all that. When they reformed last episode, I was so excited, I weed myself. <laughs> On purpose! <laughs> okay, so they're OAPs now, and yes, George is a psycho. Julian does still want to be an evil genius. But the important thing is that they're back solving mysteries. I'm super excited to find out what they're up to. Mustn't faint. Deep breaths. I'm bored of traipsing around the docks. George hasn't even turned up. So what if there's no cod left in British waters? Heartless, heartless dick. A cod hasn't been landed on Kieran Island for months. I agree with Anne. See, Julian cares. Only because he needs to kill hundreds of cod for a completely impractical, nefarious scheme. If I can perfect my hypno-cods, I can brainwash any government leader if they go scuba diving. <laughs> Julian, have you killed all the cod with your experiment? Just one a day, two max. And I can't get them anymore. The fishmonger offered me haddock. I mean, hypno-haddock. As if that would work. Who's killing cod and can I have a go? George! You should see what happens when you put one in the micro... It's George who's killing them. Mystery solved. Ginger beer all round. It wasn't me. The KSPCA has stopped fishermen from selling me live fish. My blenders sat gathering dust. Quick! Someone's coming! Hide! I'll do anything, me fisherman hearty. I need cod. I'm sorry. We're just not catching any. But it's for my poor little orphans. Those sad little eyes staring up at me. Forks poised, waiting for flaky white fish that will never arrive. Arr! 
And that's a very sad R. I can get you Haddock. Haddock? Haddock? You're a waste of space, me hearty. You'll get no custom from me. They're gone now. We won't find out anything just standing here. In the old days, we just hid in the shadows. The crooks would loudly blurt out their plans, then Timmy would bark and we'd have to run off. George is right, though. Follow the mysterious hooded sailor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the press conference from the Kieran Island Space Association, Kiss Ass. <laughs> the Americans said it was too expensive, the Russians said it was too dangerous, and the British said that Strictly was on in a minute. <laughs> but we've done it, and it is my proud duty to report to you today that we have successfully sent a man to Mars. Let's open up the comms link. Ladies and gentlemen, our astronaut, Dick Leg. Hello? Hello? It's a bit lonely here. Mr. Leg, can you hear me? Uh, could you tell me why you agreed to this mission to Mars? That's an easy one. I wanted to go somewhere I'm not the most ridiculed man on the planet. I see. And is there any sign of intelligent life? Well, I'm not the most ridiculed man on the planet, so you decide. Uh, time for one last question. Uh, I have a question. Are you going to bring me back to Earth again? Well, that all depends on the TV vote. <laughs> Seriously, it does. Lines are open now. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't quite catch that. God, is he still there? I'm sorry. Hello. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, change the record. <laughs> he's gone past Aguero and Tevez. He skipped past Balotelli like he's not there. This is incredible. I've never seen anything like it, Brian. I don't think he's going to shake anyone's hand. <laughs> It's been a remarkable summer of sport, ending with Andy Murray celebrating his triumph in the US Open by immediately scrambling for the watch he's paid to wear. This week, Murray has returned home to a rapturous welcome from corporate sponsors everywhere. He's speaking with our tennis correspondent, Ophelia Balls. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Andy Murray, congratulations. Tell me, what does it feel like to be Britain's first Grand Slam champion since Fred Perry? Obviously, I'm delighted to have won the title. <laughs> but I'd also like to mention that I don't wear Fred Perry anymore, only Adidas. And after all those years where we have watched Tim Henman come so close, you must be pleased to have finally done it for the nation. <sighs> yes, it's an incredible feeling. <laughs> I grew up as a big fan of Tiger Tim, but to be a real winner, you can't beat a Jaguar. This victory comes after a jubilant Olympics where you won two medals, one gold and one silver. Were you pleased with your performance? Yes, I was very happy to get two medals, 
Although obviously I was hoping for all gold. In the first match, I was glad to win the tiebreak, getting to 7-up was a relief. Fortunately, I was able to boss the court and soon I was gathering up my kit. Cat. <laughs> Winning the title is very special to me, coming from a small hamlet. Hamlet. Thanks. In Scotland. And so I'd like to say thank you for all of... Not yet. <laughs> you who... Have stuck with me through the seasons. Spring, autumn, winter and summers. <laughs> That's it in a nut shell. Thanks for that, Andy. Your win will certainly change the way we see men's tennis. Thank you, Ophelia, and congratulations to Andy for the way he controls that racket. <laughs> Kieran Island has its own social media network, Twitter. It's a marvellous way to keep up to date with your friends and their thoughts and reactions to current affairs. Here are some of your tweets. I don't know how Nick Ross from Crime Watch made a 34 million profit from his house. I suppose it must have gone through many reconstructions. <coughs> What's black and white and red all over? Hashtag Badger Cole. I don't know what all the fuss is about with the maps being wrong on the new iPhone. Save me a fortune. I've just got back from taking my wife for a romantic weekend in Powys. I'm not surprised that Manchester is the capital of piracy. I recently bought an Oasis album and when I got home it turned out to be a knocked off copy of the Beatles. The Hornby Toy Company will be making little profit this year. They'll also be making little trains, little trees and little hedges. Over 250 new iPhones have been stolen from an O2 store in London. The police have said the thief could be anywhere by now, especially if he used the Maps app. <laughs> In the new film, James Bond will be seen drinking lager rather than the traditional vodka martini, and then presumably belching, loosening his trousers and settling down in front of the footy. We present exclusive highlights of the new Bond movie, Skyfall Over. What can I get you, Mr? Bond. James Bond. Another pint of lager. Fizzy, not flat. There you go, sir. You have killed him. Was he a Russian spy? No, he, he spilt my pint. Pay attention, Bond. This may look like an ordinary pin, but if you give your opponent a tiny prick... <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it? You said tiny prick. <laughs> <laughs> Bond, are you drunk? <laughs> No, no, no. Just had a couple of pints. I'll ignore the traffic cone on your head, then. Uh, now, for your equipment briefing... I'm gasping for a fag. Have you got a light? Bond, no, not that lighter. Sorry. Was that submarine expensive? Good evening, James. My name is... 
obvious innuendo. <laughs> Will you seduce me with your English charm? Why not? You're well fit. <clears throat> so go on in. Get them out for the lads. James, I've never been so insulted. Come on, don't go all Middleton on me. James, we are surrounded. What can we do? Don't worry, love. I'll fight them all. Come on in. Let's have your best shot. Just stand still and stop spinning. So, we meet at last, Mr. Bond. I've been waiting a long time to meet you, Le Cliché. <laughs> and why is that? Because... Because you're my best mate. I bloody love you, man. How come we don't do this more often? James Bond, coming to a kebab shop near you, soon. <laughs> Hurrah! Sherbet fountains and scrabble. Me again. Famous Five superfan, not stalker. So, where were we? On the case of the cod mystery, that's where. The famous five, well, four, are following a mysterious sailor. I'm so excited, I'd better cross my legs. <laughs> oh, too slow, more we. <laughs> Have we lost him? That's your fault, Dick. I can't run with my dodgy hip. It's clicking more than a Russian dissident under a Geiger counter. <laughs> oh, there he is, rowing to that ship. How is that decrepit thing even afloat? And how do we get to it? He had a rowboat, we haven't. Look! A secret passage! How can there be a secret passage through water into a boat? <laughs> We're the famous five. There's always a secret passage. We did it! We're inside his ship. What is that on the floor? Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs? Yeah, that nasty, unhealthy stuff they put on fish fingers. That is not unhealthy, me hearties. Only the best lovingly crafted crispy crumb goes on my fish fingers. The mysterious sailor, still mysteriously hooded. Fish fingers? It would take thousands to make this much mess. Hundreds of thousands. are. <laughs> <laughs> You're responsible for the cod shortage. That be certainly true, me hearties. Hold on. Don't I know that voice? Are you... Aye, it be me. The man responsible for the cod shortage is... Captain Birdseye. <laughs> no, that wasn't who I was thinking of. Captain Birdseye? I'll explain. Just give me a few minutes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dame Helen, for agreeing to play the Queen again. Thank you. And I think I'm ready now. You look wonderful. I'd almost believe it was the lady herself. Now, if you wouldn't mind lying on the bed. One would be delighted. Very good. And can I just say, Her Majesty is very grateful. I'm sorry? For taking her place tonight. It's Greek Independence Day, and Philip always comes back drunk and <clears throat> amorous. Hang on. I didn't agree to... I'm back! <laughs> and Alexander wants to see Cleopatra. 
Come on, you. Show me your Elgin marbles and I'll show you my Olympian column. <laughs> Hi, I'm Barack Obama. And people often ask me what it's like to be the most powerful man on the planet. I'm here to tell you today that being president sucks. Really, really sucks. People blame you for the economic crisis. Vladimir Putin keeps challenging you to a naked wrestling match. And you have to serve barbecue to David Cameron. Yet every time I try and upset people, Mitt Romney goes one step further. I was rude about the Paralympic Games. He was rude about the Olympic Games. And I thought being black would put a lot of Americans off. But then he comes out as a Mormon. So I'm here now to try and offend as many people as possible. Here goes. <clears throat> Downton Abbey. It's just EastEnders with posh accents. Apple. Being white and shiny doesn't make you popular. Just ask David Cameron. <laughs> Harry Potter. It's for kids. Grow up. Felicity Kendall's bottom is old and wrinkly. <laughs> Strictly come dancing. Strictly come falling over more like. Am I right? No. <laughs> so please don't vote for me in November 2012. You plebs. You the famous five made a breakthrough in the case of the disappearing cod. The mysterious sailor turned out to be Captain Birdseye. Even if they have forgotten who he is. Whatever next. I am so giddy right now. And we. <laughs> Look, for the hundredth time, I'm Captain Birdseye. Nope. nope, I still don't recognise you. Our memories aren't what they were, unless we're telling teenagers about how things were different in our day. Hero of the old bird's eye TV adverts. Sailing the oceans on my ship, crewed somewhat impractically by orphan children. There was many a wreck in those days. Arr. Now I remember the ads. Wise old man, white hair and beard, clear subliminal implication that you're God. I'm surprised the church didn't shut you down. Ah, that were a problem, me very astute hearties. The Archbishop of Canterbury told the police I didn't have me certificate for working with children and that manning a ship with kids were a sweatshop. Sacked me on the spot. Ironically, the kids then went on to work for Primark. <laughs> Not that they have sweatshops. My lawyer was very clear on that. R. That's a statutory R. But at the docks, you were talking about your orphans. I, you see, they'd been eating fish fingers for every meal for years. They were addicted to cod, went full on cold turkey. Well, cold cod. So they came back to find me. Look through this door. For years, I've made fish fingers all day long for a hundred cod addicts. 
No fishy finger gags. Arr. So, the UK cod supply... Aye, they've eaten the lot. And their unbalanced diet means they've never grown up. Cod. Except him. <laughs> he once ate a filio fish. All these kids think about is eating cod. But there's no cod lift in the sea. The scrapings from the floor of the cod liver oil factory. That's all I can get now. I have to feed it to the poor darlings. It's killing me to do it, I tell ye. But don't you see? We're the famous five. We can solve anything. Not so fast, my over-enthusiastic hearties. I can't let you go. You'll tell, and they'll take my poor orphans away again. We're not staying here to help you feed this lot. Oh, you will help me feed them. I'm going to make you all into fish fingers. Arr. Bugger. <laughs> Here are some more of your quits. Unbelievable man, a whole month's weather in one day. That's 45 minutes of sunshine. I was disgusted to learn that rat meat is being sold in East London. To think, I could have been eating rat meat at the Olympics instead of McDonald's. I've never liked the Tory chief whip. I much prefer his brother, Walnut. A man has been arrested for smuggling a monkey in his underpants. It's the first monkey that's also the organ grinder. Charlie Sheen here. I've heard the UK's now full of dirty beaches. Hey, my bags are packed. <laughs> what would you do with the leftovers of a huge celebration of athletic endeavor? For me, it's order a taxi, wash the sheets, and flush everything else away. If only the Olympic tidy-up were so uncomplicated. All right, son, come here, come here. Now, you enjoyed the Kieran Island Sports Day, didn't you? Of course you did, of course you did. I mean, it was a beautiful time, wasn't it? The whole island sort of uplifted as one by the achievements of athletes the world over, you know? Well, yes, I suppose... Do you it... want to buy Victoria Pendleton's leotard? I beg your pardon. <laughs> souvenirs. Legitimately acquired a load of Olympics memorabilia to bang out as souvenirs. You want a pole? I could do your pole if you like. What, you mean a pole vault sort of pole? Well, I don't mean the sort of pole who'll do up your kitchen on the cheap. Although, if you do need that, that Somalian gymnastic team who defected are as keen as mustard. No, I don't think so. All right, all right, not a problem, not a problem. How about these? <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Oscar Pistorius's running blades. But they're for Paralympians. Well, yeah, but you've seen how swift old Oscar is. Imagine a pair of these on your missus. She'd be round Asda's like Billy Whiz. Well, I'm not sure they're really Marjorie's sort of... Not a problem, not a problem, Squire. Here, I've got five rings, various colours, make a cracking set of wheel trims for the motor and a hula hoop for the kid. Sorry. All right, how about one of them dressage horses? Lovely mover, give her enough oats, she'll break darts on Strictly. No. You sure? Because if you don't take her, the kebab shop will. No. Stone me. All right. Well, what do you want as a souvenir of the sports day, then? How about a legacy of a renewed interest in minority sports, a healthier generation of young people, and a boost in tourism for years to come? So you won't want to use stadium either, then? Constantina, 2 hours, 18 minutes, and 48.98 seconds. A new Olympic record. Congratulations. Thanks. 
Did you always believe you could do it? Of course. Well, congratulations again. That is the fastest any athlete has claimed asylum this year. <laughs> If this were an actual famous five book, I'd have eaten my way through to the end. So, Captain Birdseyes caught our intrepid five, four, and they're now all tied up and about to be drowned in smelly cod stuff. Ooh! I am literally sitting in a puddle of wee. <laughs> You'll never get away with this, Birdseye. It's my job to tie others up and threaten them with death. Not anymore. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I do the maniacal laughter around here. If there's a guild of evil geniuses, I'm making a formal complaint. Right. Stop! But it was my turn. While you two were laughing evilly, I cut myself free with my badger machete. Now I can help... Help free us! No, help the beardy fella. George, you really do have no morals. He likes killing things. You don't. It's a no-brainer. She's the best kind of shipmate, dar. And that's a very violently depraved R. Now, George, me sociopathic hearty, get me that cod sludge. Aye, aye, Captain. And then my poor little orphans will feast on you. Feast, do you hear me? Throw the sludge over them, George. Then let the chomping begin. Hang on. Was that Annie musical about orphans? Awful, optimistic, annoyingly happy, high-pitched singing kids... I hate orphans more than I hate helpless animals. This gunk is going on you, bird's eye. Just in time. Here come the orphans. We're being eaten on the captain's table. The irony. Arr. And that's a really hearty arr. Help me, hearty. Hooray! We've saved the cod species! Hurrah! Hurrah for the, for the famous, famous five. five! Um, George, are, are you going to untie us? Not just yet. I didn't get to hurt anyone. Now, where's my badger machete? I used to be a bare-knuckle fighter until it was made illegal and driven underground. Now I have to content myself with beating up foxes and knocking out a weasel. <laughs> Kieran Island's number one contender, Rocky Hitton, is set to make a comeback. You know he's serious when he switches to Marlborough Lights. This is it, kid. The IBU Intercontinental Heavyweight World European Southern Section title. The big one. I won't let you down, Terry. I've been training with Barney for five old days. Two of them consecutive. That's the spirit, kid. Jefferson's best days are long gone. He's nowhere near as fast as he used to be, but he does have one thing in his favour. What's that? He's better than you in every single way. What, bigger than me? No, he's better than you. Much better. 
Oh yeah, sorry, he's bigger as well. You're right. He's more experienced than you, he's faster, more powerful, has a better chin and a far superior boxing brain. And if you had a wife, then his wife would be better looking. <laughs> so what you're saying, guys, is that I have to be at my very best? No, it makes no difference whatsoever. <laughs> but he's old and slow, boss. You said that yourself. Yeah, but you are young and slower. I don't know how I can explain this to you, kids. Listen to him, Rocky. He's only telling you you're no good for your own good. Put it this way, Rocky. If you were to fight Jefferson a hundred times, you'd be dead after three. <laughs> right, so this is going to be the defining fight of my career. Yes, it will, kid. Yes, it will. Did you say the final fight? Hey, hey. I know what you guys are up to. You said more or less the same thing just before I fought Jerry the Ham Hammer Hampton. And look what happened there. He put you in a coma for five years. Did he? Oh, my memory's not what it was. <laughs> we'd like you to walk out of that ring with your head held high. But we'd settle for still attached to your body. Go let him make mincemeat of ya. Live from Coon Island 2 was written and performed by Alison Pritchard, Alex Perkins, Angie Holford, Dan Swerrett, David Salisbury, Edward Cesare, Francesca Washdale, Grant Pritchard, Jack Horner, Jamie Gladden, Lucy Timms, Neil Tolfrey, Rachel Perkins, Stephen Mawinney, Steve Holford, Stu Cooper and Sylvia Pritchard. With additional material from Sean Bennett, Jerry McDonnell, Alice Gregg, Andy Hardacre, Judgment Dave, Jim Spires, John Kelly, Mark Cowling and Alan Green. The script editors were Dan Swerrett and Stu Cooper. The producer was Alison Pritchard. Music was played by Chris Barber on the Mighty Wurlitzer. Live from Coon Island is a Lippy Allison production, first broadcast on Brooklyn's radio. Kate Middleton, welcome to the Kieran Island Grand. We are so glad to have you with us. Oh, thank God there are places where one can get away from the British press and their obsession with my... Tits! <laughs> what was that? Tits! Did someone shout tits? Tits! How dare he! Great tits! Too small to be great, tits. Not even Prince Philip was this bad. Your Highness, I'm sorry, I should have warned you about the ornithologist's convention. Thrush. Swallow. <laughs>